What's up and welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and in this episode, I'm going to give you the indie game recommendation of the week, Death or Treat. This is another roguelike indie but with a dope Halloween vibe to it. And I get what most of you are probably thinking. Most of you are probably like looking at me thinking like, what the hell is he doing playing a Halloween game during the dead ass middle of the summer? And you're right on the money there. Like, that's a very good question. Why am I playing, reviewing, and talking about a Halloween-centric game this time of the year? Not gonna lie, those are very valid questions, and here are the answers. One is because I'm a sucker, absolute sucker, when it comes to roguelike and roguelike games. I'm addicted. What can I say? I go from one to the next, and I legit can't stop playing them. It's kind of a problem that I'm okay living with, if I'm being real with you. And then two... This game came out recently and I was presented an opportunity to review it. So going back to my first answer about my addiction to these games of these genres, I just couldn't pass up this chance. So here I am playing a Halloween game in the heat of the summer with no Halloween candy in sight. So is Death or Treat a good entry into the roguelike genre and is this game worth playing this time of the year? Find out right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast where single player gamers can find out about the single player games that they need to play and have in their backlog. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and I want to ask you a favor. If you like the episode, like, subscribe, and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow and reach other people. By the way, I also want to invite you to join the Single Player Experience Discord server. There you can find all the video game recommendations, hang out with other gamers, and discuss the dope games that you are currently playing. The link to join the Discord is in the description. Enough about all that housekeeping because we got a good episode for you today. So, let's get to it. DJ, cut the beat. So, as you heard in the intro, I have a massive addiction when it comes to playing roguelite and roguelike games. And over the course of playing and evaluating these type of games, I've come to a realization. I found that the key to a good roguelike game is summed up by a single question. How enjoyable is the experience going from an insignificant pest in the world to basically becoming a god in that same world? So how does death or treat fare under that criteria? Let's dive into it. First of all, I want to say that Death or Treat was released on May 11th, 2023. It's currently available on all platforms. You can get this everywhere you play your games. So I was provided a review code, just, just a disclaimer. So, so let's start with the narrative. In Death or Treat, you play a Scary the Ghost, a resident of Hallowtown. When a big business threatens your town way of life, it's up to you to fight back. Literally, in this case, you pick up a broomstick and literally throw hands at these people. So that's pretty much all the narrative there is for this game. You basically pick up the mantle of being this town's defender and you basically go around and open up the shops as you collect resources from the whooping that you place on the people who are trying to threaten the town. So the narrative really isn't the main focus of this game, but it's actually a cute story that sets the stage well for the gameplay. Speaking of which, let's talk about the gameplay. Like many games of this genre, in Death or Treat, you start off lacking power and the difficulty can be quite high, but as you progress and you become slowly more powerful than your foes, the game plays and gets a little easier as you progress. I found that this game plays very similarly to Rogue Legacy 2 and Have a Nice Death if you played any of the, either of those games. 
This is an action hack and slash game with platforming side-scrolling elements. Imagine a combat of Super Smash Bros but as a side-scroller adventure game and you basically get the concept. Throw in a Halloween skin over, over the top of it and you got this game to a T. So the gameplay itself is engaging, addicting, and highly enjoyable. You have a jump button, a light attack, a heavy attack, special attacks, and aerial attacks at your disposal. There's a nice diversity of items that you encounter, including bosses that have their own personalities and really expansive movesets. The boss fights have a bit of a difficulty spike to them, but once you get used to their patterns, you can take them down pretty easily as well. So I find that these type of games live or die based on how good the game's upgrades paths are. And this game's upgrade path basically includes collecting materials from fallen foes. Once you collect these said materials, you can use them to build shops in your Halloween town and then buy upgrades from said shops. You can buy a solid variety of weapons and special move upgrades from each shop. The weapons range from bats, magic wands, swords, and even a chainsaw. I really enjoy the weapon variety in this game. It's very creative and it allows you to basically pick and kind of choose what kind of playstyle you want to go with with each and every run you encounter. I often found myself going to the weapon shop and just picking out a new weapon before each and every run just because I wanted to see how differently they play out and also because they have some wacky weapons in this game. From that chainsaw I mentioned earlier to a giant hammer to those wands that basically shoot out projectiles to everything you can think of that's Halloween themed that could be weaponized and it's a blast. I really enjoyed the weapons here. So I want to talk about additional pros of this game. Easily, and I mean easily the best aspect of this game is its art direction. And that's saying something because the gameplay is pretty fire. The art style though is absolutely gorgeous and highly detailed. The Halloween-like characters were extremely well-crafted and feature smooth and fluid motions and movements. The environments are well-designed with every area feeling like a mixture of vibes between these old-school monster movie kind of vibes and our modern-day civilization. I loved that the monster version of our modern-day references are featured throughout the entire game. There are references from clothing shops to Abercrombie and & Fitch and other clothing lines to apps like Facebook, Twitter, and even like dating apps. There's also like food chain references like their version of Burger King and everything like that that I found humorous. There's even like references to famous people in our world that have like monster versions in their world that are in this game and those were very intriguing as well. So. Shout out to all the pop culture references that they stuffed in this game because I found myself just like wandering around looking and getting a kick out of like each and every one in, in different levels. So honestly the art style is so well done it made me want to see what an animated movie by this team would actually look like because they absolutely killed it in that regard. I also want to shout out the game's soundtrack because it has an eerie soundtrack that's right at home with the game's overall vibe and tone loved it it's not necessarily like a banging soundtrack i'm going to listen to over and over again but it's one that fits this world perfectly so no game is absolutely perfect so let's talk about some of the cons and flaws of this one unfortunately i did run into some freezing issues this happens quite frequently especially during a loading screen or when i beat the boss of a main level and had the option to choose between like a upgrade or spinning points my character always got stuck at that option every single time. When this occurred, I had to restart the game and 
don't get me wrong the game boots up very quickly so it's not the biggest deal in the world but it is annoying that i basically have to like reboot the game after every single boss fight now i want to talk about another con that really kind of like isn't the biggest deal in the world but it's something to take note of the upgrade path in this game where you basically like go out find materials and come back and basically unlock a shop and then buy things from the shop can feel a bit tedious compared to the reward system that you get in rogue legacy rogue legacy 2 and you know the constant upgrades that you get in a run when you do something in hades the crafting materials drops in this game are completely random and it can be a couple of runs before you get the materials that you're looking for for a very specific upgrade now the gameplay is fun enough to where that can kind of like be ignored and kind of like the gameplay kind of overcomes that but this is an aspect that can make the game feel a little bit repetitive now the last thing i want to talk about the last con is the fact that i did run into a few instances where the enemies would kind of get stuck into place now this bug happened a lot more infrequently than the freezing bug but that said it did happen occasionally now i'll be real with you your boy took advantage of it when an enemy froze into place i basically walloped them and got the materials that i needed from them really quick but you know for people who want like a flawless video game this at the moment currently isn't that so i just wanted to shout out a couple of things that i didn't necessarily like about the game and unfortunately it was performance issues so all that said overall should you play death or treat I think this is a very solid roguelike with an amazing art style and very engaging gameplay. If you like Rogue Legacy 2 or Dead Cells, you'll probably really enjoy this game. Unfortunately, the bugs and the freezing issues hampers what is a very enjoyable experience overall. Are these things that can be patched in the future? Sure, they are, but as things currently stand right now, this kind of keeps Death or Treat from realizing its full potential. Overall. Even though this game has its warts, get it warts because it's like Halloween themed and there's witches in this game. Ah, I decorous, I'm corny. Anyways, Death or Treat is a Halloween themed game that roguelike games should definitely check out, especially if you want to play a game like Rogue Legacy 2. In this show, we practice the 10 games backlog rule. In this practice, you log down 10 games. Those games are going to be your video game backlog. To be as productive as you possibly can be, we recommend that you only play three games at one time. One single player narrative game, one game that's going to be your chill and relax game, and another game that's going to be your palate cleanser game, which is a game that you play when you're not in the mood for your other narrative games. When you complete or get tired of one game, it leaves the backlog list. Then you decide which new game is added to the list, and which game on the list advances to your active three games. So where should death or treat fit in your video game backlog list? I think this is a very intriguing question because depending on what type of gamer you are, I think this game could be perfect as a palate cleanser game or if you're like me and you play roguelike and roguelike games as kind of a way to unwind at the end of the day, then this could be a very good chill and relax game. So that's where I think this game should fit in your video game backlog list. So that is the game recommendation of the week that you should consider adding to your video game backlog. Just like I said earlier, I have a favor to ask. If you liked the episode, subscribe and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow and reach other people. 
And I'd love to see you in the single player experience discord server. There you can find some video game recommendations. You can also give me feedback on episodes. You can hang out with some other gamers and you can discuss the games that you are currently playing. The link to join our discord server is in the description of this episode. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list or talk about the good single player game experiences that you've had lately. Once again, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch the single player experience episodes dropping every Tuesday and Thursday. I've been Sebastian, and until next time, I hope you stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.